friends, and welcome back to the Tutoring with Cheryl podcast. I have met a new friend, and I just think that she's a phenomenal person. Her name is Yolanda Duguay. She is um, a, the owner and academic coach of Targeted Learning and Academic Coaching Services, LLC in Florida. She was established in March of 2021, and she has been uh, working in education for 17 years. This is her first full year of uh, full-time teacherpreneurship as an academic support service person. Uh, she services children in grades K through eight in English language arts and math. And her goal is to target the specific academic needs of her students, meet those needs and provide a safe space for them to grow in confidence. I stumbled a little bit there. I sure tried. I sure tried. I bet you, you could do a great. better you job of great. introducing yourself. Do you want to um, introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit um, about your history and how you got into the tutoring world, because I just love meeting new people and I always learn so much from you. So go ahead, just jump you in and tell us great, about it. great, Cheryl. Thank you so Thanks. much for that introduction. I'm Yolanda Duguay, as Cheryl said. I am the owner of Targeted Learning and Academic Coaching Services. I am a proud educator of 17 years and I am just so excited to be here. Um, this is my first full year as a full-time tutor, so I'm super excited about that. I've been making new friends, and it's just been an awesome world. Um, and I'm just excited to be on the journey with other tutors like yourself who have invited me into your space to share. So I'm just so happy to be here, Cheryl. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Now, you you had been in education for 17 years. Do you mm -hmm. want to talk a little bit about that and then what prompted you to open up your tutoring service? So I've always tutored. Like I've tutored after school. Um, I did tutor a little on the side personally, um, um, you know, just get some little extra side money, um, but never really fully devoted to it. I just was kind of like, ah, yeah, I'll do it, you know, because it was a friend or somebody who, you know, knew the family that I would kind of offer my services to. And then in 2021, I was tutoring in my classroom after school. And I had 10 students in front of me. And I said to myself, wow, what if I had these 10 students for myself? And I was able to really kind of offer the support that I know that they really need. And um, it just kind of started from there. A friend of mine came over shortly after that thought um, came up in my head, like literally within five minutes, I had a knock on my classroom door. And it was a colleague who was also a tutor who also had a tutoring company. And she says, hey, I'm overbooked. Would you mind taking on a fifth grade student? Now, I had mentioned to this to anybody as far as me tutoring outside of the school. Right, and I was like, right. really? Yeah, uh, okay. And the student was in. <laughs> You're probably like, I don't know if I should do this or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, fifth grade. You know, I was a second grade teacher at the time. So she was like, he's in fifth grade. And, you know, she's giving me this backstory. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And I was up for the challenge. I said, you know what? I'll do it. You know, I gave her my contact information and and it's instantly, I just, I said, I got to do this. Like, I have to do this. Now I have to come up with a name. Now I have to, you know, I have to start because I don't want to just be willy nilly, just like, oh yeah, I'm a tutor just because I'm a teacher. I got to do it right. right. This has to be legit. 
And so I, I literally started to brainstorm my business name because I really wanted to make my presence known, not just because I was a teacher, but also offering services outside of my classroom that it was legit that it was something that was professionally done and not something that was just kind of like side money you know right, and so right. i started that and um for the next year like i started with that one client and within three months i was servicing like 25 students because so it just that just seems fire. like a huge number and you were still teaching as well and i was still teaching because what i was doing was <laughs> I would leave work immediately. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, when we left at three o'clock, my bag was on my shoulder and yeah. I was out. Cause they were like, and I was like, I gotta meet with my students. So by 3 30, uh -huh. I was at my location. I was meeting with students from three o'clock until eight o'clock at night, back to back uh -huh. to back. And so were you at that point, was it more homework help or were you do, were you um, like targeting, like doing a lesson? Because the, sometimes when they meet with you in person, they bring their homework. So did you say this isn't homework time or how did you manage that? What I that? would do is most of the time it was homework help. Okay. And then on the days that they didn't have homework, I always had something for them to do because what I do initially is no matter what the situation is, mm -hmm. I always perform my own little mini assessments, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I yeah. all and I also kind of notice some of their reading habits or some of their math work habits. And so mm -hmm. I formulate a plan based on what I've observed as a student and how they perform on my little mini assessment. So when they don't have homework or we finish homework early, I always have something for them to do that mm -hmm. pertains to the specific skill that I want them to be able to master. Okay, very good. Now, are you still running your classes exactly like that? Are you still, um, you know, are you still meeting in the library? Are you still, um, what does that look like? How's that changed since you're no longer in the classroom? What does your day look like? How do you provide services? Has it remained the same? Have you switched? Do you use a curriculum? You know, what, what do those services look like? Essentially, I'm still meeting in the same place. I meet in a, a, a public library, which is on a college campus, ironically. Oh, okay. So I love that. I, I love that. My, so I meet with my students there. And I have a little nook in the back where, you know, it's not a reserved space, but for mm -hmm. some reason, it's always there for me. All of the uh, the employees there, they know me. They've started to kind of be like, well, like, I'm not supposed to do this, but I think somebody might need your help, you know, and I'll tell them what time you're here. And so and, and my students, now they want to check out books because they're in a library and they want to know how to get a library thing. card. And yes. so it now we have... Um, I have students that I only help with homework. Okay. I only help them with mm -hmm. homework because their parents have made it very clear <laughs> that homework is a struggle at home. And uh -huh. I only help with homework. And I'm okay with that because I understand that what I do is always going to be an extension of what's happening in the classroom, whether right. we're reviewing skills or whether we're extending them, it's always going to expand beyond the classroom, right? So maybe the first half of our session will spend doing homework. And then the, the, the second half of our session will work on the skill for the plans that I have for them. And I use a variety of things. I use IXL, I use 
a program called Reading Eggs. I use Reading A to Z. I use um, also aligned standard-based instruction from the state of Florida mm -hmm. that our students have to be able to pass the STAR test or the FAST test. So I, all, I use a variety of things, but I always want to make sure that in my delivery, I am targeting a specific skill because I feel like, okay, fine, you didn't do well in literary text. So but you did awesome in informational text. Mm -hmm. So my goal mm -hmm. now is to start to sort through those things that you didn't get in the literary format. And okay. so when I look over the data that their parents give me, because I always ask for progress reports, test scores and things like that, I look to see where we can get the most bang for our buck, right? So I'm looking right. to see, okay, vocabulary was a weak area. So let's kind of hone in on that. Um, even in math, I'm looking for when we're doing homework to kind of throw out some voca math vocabulary while we're doing homework. Let's talk about, you know, using that academic language so when they see it on an assessment that it becomes second nature to them. And I so love now that. We love just that. do it. And it's like I see my students um, probably most of them I see at least twice a week. Okay. And now do they have to, do they have to have a time to show up or do you just say show up and I'll work with you where you're at? Is it more like they have a, a time. study hall? They have okay. A, no, Cause I was like, wow, how do you manage that? I was like, I wow. have, they have a time. So my day uh -huh. on Mondays, my day starts at three. Cause that's uh -huh. most of the students are out of school here. Elementary school that is at two. So okay. my first appointment um, is at three and that appointment has two to three students in the group. Um, they're in third grade. We're working mm -hmm. on reading. And then from there, I have a four o'clock, a five o'clock, a six o'clock. Right. <laughs> so they're with you for a full hour then? Yes. They're with okay. me for one full hour. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. Very good. Now, uh, when we were chatting prior to this, you uh, had mentioned some reading strategies. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Uh, some of the things that you're using or some things that you found are really effective for your students? Yes, I use a lot of strategies, but one of the things that has really stuck with me that I brought from the classroom into my academic coaching um, service support is a strategy that some teachers and I uh, started to use was called TIQD, T for topic or title, I for illustrations, photographs, text views, whatever, Q for questions, D for dissect, right? So we go through this whole big thing. This is a shared reading strategy that we use. Um, and every student marks on the cross on the top of their paper, T-I-Q-D, right? And so we go, we look at the title and we talk about the title or the topic. And I always tell them, listen, this is going to give you a clue or a sneak peek into what it is that you're going to be reading. So never neglect to look at the title because that's gonna help you. So we go through that. We do, uh, we use um, highlighters. So I go highlight the title or draw rectangular shape around the title. We go from there, we cross out the T. Now let's look for illustrations. That's the I. Look for pictures, photographs, maps, charts, diagrams. Those all fall under the illustration category. So now I want you to look through the passage and I want you to circle any kind of illustration that you see. 
We go through that. Then we go to the queue, which is our most exciting part. That's the questions, right? Because none of my students will go look at the questions first. And I'm like, go look at oh, the Oh, I know. I always say, look at the questions. If they give you questions, look at the questions before you read. Then you can be thinking about where, where, what am I supposed to be paying attention to? Exactly. So we go mm -hmm. through the Q. Now we've crossed through the T, we've crossed through the I. Now let's look at the Q. We go through the questions. And usually when we go through the questions, their eyes light up. They're like, oh my God, I know the answer to that already. And I haven't even read it yet. And I'm like, yes, of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, oh my gosh. So now this passage that is massive, that looks like something they're not interested in has now become like, oh my God, I can't wait to get into it because I already know the answer. So we go through the questions, we talk about keywords, we circle, we go through that. And most of the time they're already ready to predict what the answer is because kids are like that. They like to oh, be yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. And they want to so do I'm it right like, away. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, mark it. Sure. Go ahead. Because we're going to go back and read anyway. So let's see if you're correct. And uh -huh. so most of the time they're using their inferencing skills. Now they're, they're doing that whole predicting and using what they know and based on what they've read and they're making that connection, which is what I really want to drive home anyway. So right. I'm like, right. Yeah. You don't even know you're learning, but okay. And so <laughs> from there, <laughs> and so from there, we cross out the queue. They're like, all right, it's D time. Let's go dissect. Now we got to break through. We got to pull through this text. We uh -huh. got to, point out, pull out some um, important parts and break it apart. So we number the paragraphs if they're not numbered. We look for bold words. We do all this exploring. Sometimes I get creative and get a magnifying glass or, you know, lab goggles or whatever I'm feeling in the mood for to uh -huh, make it uh -huh. fun so that we can dissect. Now we're dissecting the text. And now we're going through and we're reading and we're kind of going through and annotating and marking. And they're like, oh, my God, I remember the answer from number two. And they're flipping back and they want to go answer. And I'm like, fine, go answer it. Right. Because I want right, you yeah. to be just that comfortable with the text that I am now finding the answer. And I don't have to read through this entire thing before I go to that. And so we, we start going through. And um, usually as we're going through, my students will start to flip back and forth between the passage and the questions because now their wheels are turning and they right. see and they hear those key words and those things that they saw in the questions. Now they're able to answer it and they're reducing their time as they're going, excuse me, as they're going through the text. And so that strategy has helped my students tremendously. Even I, I even do it with my primary readers. I oh, don't yeah. go to I, the yeah. extent of the dissecting so much, like really deep, deep dive into it. But I do, I use it with all grade levels just because them having that awareness that I can actually go to the questions first. And, and as soon as my teacher gives it to me, I don't have to start reading right. immediately. Right. That kind of takes the pressure off of it. Right. So. And kind of slowing it down and just thinking, okay, I have a plan instead of like my, my teacher gave me this big passage I have to read. It's overwhelming. They, they, they have those steps that they can follow. And I think that's really important because a lot of times when they, uh, they're taking a test or something, they don't think 
to read the questions, if, especially if they're right there in front of them. Some, some schools give, um, you know, computerized testing where they see the passage first and then they don't mm -hmm. get the question. But anytime you can see the question first, yes, I, I love that because it gives a reason for the reading and, and you know, it goes right along with your, your title targeted learning. You're, you're targeting that particular skill. I think that's great. Yeah. You're targeting it. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's uh, take a quick peek at the places where people can find you. Um, I'm okay. just going to put that up here too. I think you are doing wonderful things. And I think those parents should be very excited um, about the fact that they have a wonderful resource right in their backyard um, because they're able to come to you. Now, do you do any um, of your tutoring um, in uh, online? Do you, do you do any of your tutoring online? I do have a few virtual clients. Um, uh -huh. They live, they don't live local. They right. live in other states and other cities. And um, so those are the people that I service. Those are usually my last appointments of the day. So I was going to ask you if that business. was like weekend or, you know, because you're doing that in person, it would be really hard to do both at the same time. Right. So they're mm -hmm. my last point appointments of the day. Okay. And typically by then I'm home. So I give myself a little 30 minute window. I think you need I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> So I give myself a little 30 minute window to kind of settle in um, into my house. And then I start my sessions and those are my last ones of the day. And um, it kind of gives me that different environment, that little wind down period, because it's not in person, right. but I'm still instructing, but I'm home. So, right. You right. Know. <laughs> yeah. It's different because most of my kids I do online for sure. I work with them uh, online. Okay. So let's take a look and dissect your page here. Um, we've got a booking link um, uh, mm -hmm. to book or your booking. So they can maybe look mm -hmm. at both um, your phone mm -hmm. number, your email. You've got academic, academic coaching and reading. You do a four session weekly bundle Monday through Thursdays and Saturdays a 30 minute ELA and a 30 minute math and some academic coaching in math. Is there anything that you'd like to share about any of that before I click over to the next page? Typically this page is just to kind of give the parents or the people who are interested in idea of what it is that is being offered. Right. Uh, usually I have them to contact me via, we set up an, a consultation via my, um, I have a link that I share on my, my social media page and they click on that, they schedule a 15 minute consultation. We talk about their concerns, scheduling options, et cetera. And then I usually go in and book the appointments because my uh, site does allow them to, but most of the time, if it's small group, what happens is they will see that the time is already booked. Okay, and yeah. So I usually will just have them going through um, there just to see what they have available to them. And then they call me and let me know what's up. And then we go from there. Okay. And I love your Instagram page. It's so friendly. Thank and you. I love the fact I, you get to see you working with the kids there in the library. You do have a very nice space. I love that. That's, that's wonderful. And you've got your Calendly link there. Um, so that's, yes. that's great. And then you have also created a Facebook page that we were just looking yes. at right before we hopped online. You and I have both been guests on Michael Gibbons podcast. Isn't he an amazing person? 
Oh my God. Awesome. We're celebrities now because we've been on my Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. You can't get much better than that. So um, yeah, I just love, I love, uh, I love what you're sharing. And I think parents should be uh, delighted with that. So, you know, I, I always like to ask um, as well, while I'm visiting with my guests, um, what advice would you give to parents about um, tutoring in general? Just, you know, um, I think some parents think that it's a sign of weakness when their children need support. And I, I, I don't feel that way at all. I'm like, okay, how many times in life have I just personally struggled with things where I've gone to ask somebody for some help? I, I don't see that as a sign of weakness. I, I see that as a sign of, hey, I recognize I have a problem and I need to go get help. What advice would you give to parents that are listening to this about um, getting academic services for their child? just as you said that it's not a bad thing and needing support for anything is not a bad thing. Sometimes my laundry piles up, I need help. So <laughs> I need to call up somebody to, to help me, right? Yes. And so, and so the same with academic support, with tutoring, it's not a bad thing. And I always right. encourage my parents when we speak, listen, it's gonna be light, it's gonna be fun. My kids are, they're going to love coming to tutoring. I don't want you to make this a bad thing for them. I want you to let them know that they're going to have a good time when they come That's to good. see Miss Yolanda. Like, we're going to play games. I'm going to talk smack. I'm like, hey, you're not going to, you know, we play because <laughs> my kids are so competitive. So I'm like, oh, no, next time you come, it's on. And so I love that. I love that. They, they're ready to come yeah. back. <laughs> Yeah. And I, and I was doing some in-person where I was traveling and I am in such a rural area. It was, it wasn't really paying me to do it. So now I've just invited anybody that wants to see me in person can travel to our farm and come out to a different office area that we have out here on the farm and visit with me in person. And I do have a couple of kiddos that are going to do that this summer. Uh, but again, I'm now, I'm so booked I am so booked. I've got people that are asking me, can you work with my child? I'm like, well, yeah, if you want to work at 730 in the morning, I, that's what I have available for you. They're like, oh, and I'm like, well, you can check back in the fall, you know? So I think we, we, um, the, the good teachers, unfortunate, well, I shouldn't say this. I mean, maybe a seasoned teacher, um, is leaving the classroom and maybe not doing what we're doing, but you can still have an impact. You can still have an impact on the lives of students. And we can take all of this experience that we had working with children on either public, private settings and, um, take that and still enrich the, those lives. And I think that's Absolutely. the beauty of what we're doing. And it's been really, really a lot of fun. I, I don't know about you, but when I took that leap, I, it was like a leap of faith. And I mean, it was, it was scary to leave something that was so, um, predictable, I guess, you know, I mean, you knew what your day was already because mm -hmm. it was set up for you in advance with your schedule. You knew what, um, you, you knew exactly the path that you were going. You, you had the curriculum right in front of you. And then suddenly you step out into this world where you're the boss, which is what I wanted to be anyway, which that wasn't the reason that I was worried about it. I was just like, wow, it was very overwhelming. So to see another teacher being successful as a tutor, I celebrate you. I see you. I congratulate you. I know you're having lots of success and I wish you continued success. I think it's just amazing. Thank you so very much, Cheryl. It has been a pleasure. And as you, my journey is similar. My story is similar. It, it was a leap of faith. 
but I'm so happy that I did it because the business is growing, the children are growing, I'm building relationships with other tutors, with my families, you know, so it's just been one thing that I knew that I was supposed to be doing this right. entire time that I just kind of allowed fear to kind of creep in and say, no, I don't know. But now I'm so happy and I'm so happy to be able to connect with someone like you and Michael and some of the other tutors. And it's just, it's just an amazing thing to, 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 to experience. And I wish other teachers, I'm not encouraging them to leave, but I no. would say if you explore the option to step outside of the classroom, it's endless. There are so many opportunities. I, I, I think we just get so busy and you well, know, you are, you're swamped. You have, you know, classes of 20, 25, 30 kids. Some, some teachers have 35 kids and it's a lot. And, um, I just really appreciate the flexibility, uh, the families that want to work with you really want to work with you. They want their kids to do well. If there's any behavior problems and you bring it up to the parents, they're like, well, we better get going on this because, you know, this is important. So you do feel very, very supported. I would love to have you back uh, and check back with you. So we're going to have to look at our schedules and see if we can reconnect and maybe, you know, right before school starts and talk about how you're going to kick off your fall season, which would be really an awesome thing to do. So we'll get that booked, but I appreciate you. I am so glad that you took the time to come on to the Tutoring with Cheryl podcast. And I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, but I just want to say a big thank you to you. Thank you so much for joining Thank me. Thank you. It and was a as, pleasure. It was. And as always, everybody, make it a great day and keep the learning going. Bye-bye, everybody.